What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Modern Day Debate. Tonight, we're debating whether or not the Ark has been found, and we are starting right now with the Yes Sides opening. Thanks so much for being with us. Otangelo, the floor is all yours. Okay, was Noah's flood a real event or just an ancient myth? Today, we know of hundreds of flood stories from every culture in every corner of the globe. One of the most stunning evidences that Noah's Ark is real history is coded into the Chinese language. The Chinese word for large ship is composed of three other words, eight persons boat. What we know about mitochondrial DNA of humans fits the 7,000 year time scale and explains the three HALOP groups. Genetic studies have confirmed the recent ancestry of humans which is evidence that we all descend from Adam, Eve, and Noah's family. All humans are 99% identical in their genetic makeup. By comparing the mitochondrial DNA of 147 people from five different ethnic groups, researchers have found that all the individuals analyzed were descendants of the same female lineage. That is, they all had the same original mother. Thus, they confirmed that all humanity descends from the same woman who was the first homo sapiens, and they called her mitochondrial Eve. We also have geological evidence of Noah's flood. The pre-flood geographical environment was drastically different than after the flood. Axel Heiberg Island and Ellsmore Island in the Canadian Arctic have been discovered to harbor the remains of a vast array of prehistoric animals and vegetation. Recently, giant camels have been found up in the north. There is evidence that there was a vast forest. In 2017, news reported, the secular science community has no viable answers to explain remarkable finds like these. Yeah, I, oh, Tangela, I hate to interrupt, but just to be sure we're on the same page, that like tonight's debate was for whether or not the art was found. This seems more like a case for the flood having happened, just to be sure we're on the same page. Are you, uh, given you only have six minutes per person, this might be a good time to quickly launch in with the last couple of minutes you have into the evidence for the, the art per se having been found. Well, I can just um, put the last few uh, uh, slides and then give the word to Philip, okay? Yes. So they did find chickpeas on the floor of the wooden structure on Mount Ararat, which I think are the remains of Noah's Ark. In 2008, Parachute, a Kurdish mountaineering expert, did find on Mount Ararat a wooden structure that I became aware that I became aware of in 2010. In 2009, Naimi, a Chinese Turkish team, 
made a movie of the large wood structure under ice that parachute discovered on the elevation of 4,200 meters above sea level. It became a major controversy with ARC searchers claiming that the finding was a fraud. Then in April last year, I met Philip Williams on Facebook, and he is the first American that did visit the structure in 2014. After a long investigation and conversation with Philip, I came to the conclusion that this finding is most likely Noah's Ark. And noteworthy is what Randall, Randall Junker, a PhD professor of archeology span and history in antiquity said about the finding. I think this discovery could be very important. I had not paid much attention to it before. Indeed, was skeptical. But since I have been looking into it more, studying the images and talking to a number of people involved, including two people I know and trust who have actually been on the site, I am convinced it is not a recent fraud or fake. It has been up there for some time. So it is a legitimate archeological site. As such, it deserves careful study if possible. We'll kick it over to Philip for his six minutes as well. Thanks for, very much. Philip, the floor is all yours. Okay, very well. Let me see, switch this to my, uh, yeah. And then I need, there we go. Oh, first of all, I need to tell everybody that this is not, uh, this This is the Durham site that was on the, uh, on the, 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 the a picture of which you saw coming. It, this was created in a 1948 earthquake. If you drive up a road a little ways, you'll see similar geological formation. Um, and, uh, this is not Noah's Ark. Now, the good thing about this, it's got the attention of the um, the uh, culture, the government of Turkey, that there's a lot of interest in Noah's Ark and the site. So, um, now... Uh, <laughs> One thing, just to be sure that uh, I yes, think sir. that the audience won't be able to, like I mentioned, if uh, if we use the screen option that you chose, it's so pixelated that the audience can't read, or at least I can't read, any of the text, uh, so you'd have to read any of the text that is on screen out loud for the audience, just to be sure you know okay, that. Okay, let, let me try a share screen, then. Let's see where we go. And uh, 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 All right. Uh, good, we... Good. Uh, I, I think it's okay if we go with that. It's just that, you know, you'd have oh, to. Oh, okay. oh, oh, all right. Well, well, that would be better. Great, thank you. Uh, all right. Yeah. Let me. Let me move back. Uh, 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 get get rid of that now. Okay. Now, yeah. Well, here here's um, here's uh, one reason why that uh, site cannot be Noah's Ark. Uh, we, uh, but just to be sure, you know that we can't see a. Pre I don't think we can see a presentation anymore. It's just mountains. Uh, just mountains, right? There's just mountains, right? And uh, well, you, oh, you don't see a, you don't see some text on the mountain. On the no, uh, not on my side at least. I just see like a, I think it's like the background. Oh, okay, now we see some text. Uh, um, well, I, I need to move this where you can. Is that is that? Uh, 
Let's get let's get this right here. Oh, uh, let's see. So you can't you can't see them. Uh, let me see what we're seeing. Oh yeah yeah, You're, we're seeing we're seeing everything. I think yeah. Um, you, you I'm I'm seeing it on the. I I see you. You've switched into normal share screen. Okay, let me adjust the screen for that because I have to I have to adjust it when you switch back and forth. Okay. All right. Okay, we're ready for you now. Okay. Uh, it, when you read the context of it, um, it says uh, in Genesis eight four and five, on the seventeenth day the ark uh, of the month, the ark came to rest on the mountain of Ararat. The waters continue to recede until the tenth month, and on the first days, the tenth, the tops of the mountains become visible. So, therefore, the landing site of the ark, if it's the same, uh, if it fits the biblical description, it has to be towering above the surrounding mountains. Uh, here, here's a picture that I actually uh, taken here uh, with an archaeological official. Uh, as you can see, we're looking over the mountains. Um, in fact, this is the one tiny place on the large Earth's surface that would correspond to the resting place of Noah's Ark that's in the Bible. And this is a picture that I took, I mean, I put, took the picture of the mountain on the day, very day that I visited in uh, 2014. Uh, so it's up on the mountain, just like you would depict from the biblical description. And of course, these uh, photos was from my vi visit. You see in the upper right-hand visit, this that actually picture, I did not take that, but it was at the same site. You see the, the, the back wall has a black coating on it, the inside, Timbers, of course, were not exposed to the water. They did not need that black substance or pitch. Uh, you see my hand on one of these pegs. There seem to be, the boards seem to are put together with these square wooden pegs spaced at about 18 inches. Um, now, uh, of course, this was in November uh, 2014 when I visited it. Now, this, of course, was the same site um, that was announced in the uh, 2010, there you see Professor Belly, uh, all these people I know. Um, my, he, that's the head of NAMI there. Panda Lee who was the first one, uh, a non-mountain person to actually visit it. And there's the, the crew on the left, the young lady there in the, in the red jacket. She's the genius behind, uh, behind this project, uh, or part of uh, Noah's uh, She's actually a science reporter for public uh, uh, television in Hong Kong. Uh, uh, people, a lot of people know about the controversy. It was claimed to be a fraud. Uh, Mind bombing is because I had a reason to go to NAMI's offense uh, because of the archeological evidence that I was seeing from what they were uh, presenting. And uh, just to let you know, the archaeologists, even when from the initial announcement, they were uh, stunned at the evidence that were being reported because they were used to these ark. Well, the ark's been found again and again and again. But here's one where they were actually seeing evidence. Um, uh, but NAMI was a media organization, and uh, they didn't understand the business of archaeologists. Uh, I um, immediately saw archaeological involvement with this uh with this uh, discovery and people have got from all these arc searchers. I, I know several of them, they don't want archeological involvement, but you, you need to know that the, this team from the very beginning wanted the archeological involvement. They did not, 
know how to do it. In fact, um, the Asor is, is the name is actually the, the, the same name. This is a, one of the most prestigious archaeological organizations in the world, especially regarding the ancient Near East where this uh, site exists. And so an official from uh, Asor actually went with me to the site. And then I, I have actually met the people of the mountain who um, have been, um, you know, um, protecting the site for for, uh, for centuries. Um, and of course, we also we I'm not we're not a, a bunch of, of uh, Indiana Jones type of art searchers. We work with the authorities, with the uh, Turkish Ministry of Culture. Uh, we work with. Uh, uh, there's been several archaeological uh, conferences associated with. Uh, people want to know, well, what's the delay on this? Well, well, one thing is that archaeology everywhere in the world depends on private funding, and and this needs to be uh, uh, done privately just to maintain. But and then the archaeologists, you need to know they they publish before they announce. Now, I'm not an archaeologist. I very much respect the archaeologists, and we want them involved. So uh, I have a little bit more freedom to talk about this. Here's. Uh, a few of the pictures that NAMI published, but uh, you see they're very, very interesting. If, you know, they actually look like what you might expect the ark to look like, so different from the other uh, things that have been uh, have been claimed. Um, the, um, now, here, here's something though, if this is Noah's Ark, and it's up here on this high mountain, uh, that means that the historical sciences have to be profoundly mistaken. Now, in my work, um, coming from a side town, I expect, I mean, every every innovation I did, you know, the, the current theory was wrong. So that's the way science advances, by testing falsifiability, you know, not by confirming what it already knows, uh, because that's what it knows is generally keeping it back from advancing. Now, um, here's a classic picture of the arc, and I'm, I want you to look at those pictures people that are drowned. Now, this is something that the uh, creationists have neglected. You know, how about the people that that, that were drowned by the flood? Uh, you know, and, and of course, you're talking about people. You're not talking about geology, like you mostly hear associated with this, uh, um, uh, uh, with, uh, with, uh, with the flood. Uh, but you need archaeological context. So that's been my work for a long time. My, in fact, when I was uh, retired back in 1990, I went to work searching for, I worked with, I was a system scientist. I worked with complex system. And I realized you can be looking into evidence and, and, not, uh, and not recognize what you're actually looking at. Uh, but I, I, th I thought, well, there was a flood. These, these four things happened. One, people disappeared from the earth about sometime during the third millennium, if the biblical date of the flood is correct, uh, then we should see another secondary mi uh, migration or worldwide migration. Uh, then, yeah, okay. Uh, then there's, there, well, four things. Uh, I'll just, just to let you know, I determined that most of the prehistorical burials uh, uh, are, are actually, here, here's where you see something, are actually evidence of flood. And then, I traced this back, um, uh, the book I published in 2010, and then if this is matching uh, uh, the arc, what I traced, and we've got to find here. And this is the recent book I did, wrote 
to help the archaeologists understand the archaeology of uh, the site. Uh, just to let you know, there's three narratives. This is the mainstream narrative that you will know how um, the uh, man began as a hunter-gatherer. And then, of course, there's agriculture began in the Fertile Crescent after the Ice Age. And then there, this is not what I, my narrative, the flood uh, narrative, which is you're more familiar with. Um, it's it's mostly a fish killing flood. And I've got a, just because we have that 12 minutes for the openings total, I do have to kick us over just because. Okay. I will stop right here. We're able to uh, go out of the share screen and then I can switch it back over to the main screen. I want to say, uh, folks, First, it's first time here at Modern Day. I want to say, <clears throat> and we hope you're welcome no matter what walk of life you are from, whether you be Christian, atheist, you name it. We are glad that you are here. And we're going to do a couple of housekeeping things. As you can see on the bottom right of your screen, Asian versus atheism. We'll be debating Leo live and in person at DebateCon 4. This is our fourth conference. You don't want to miss it. Let me just adjust my audio. I know I'm just bouncing all over the place. Sorry, guys. Is you don't want to miss it. This is going to be a huge debate. You can find the tickets for that event Saturday, November 4th in Dallas, Texas, in the description box. So check out the description box right now for those tickets, as well as we have crowdfund, which you can see on the right side of the screen in order to raise funds for this coming conference you don't want to miss it check out the link for the crowdfund in the description box as well with that we're going to come over to Mark and amber thanks so much for being with us the floor is all yours what do you want amber you may first or you first i, I can go first if you either or yeah, cool yeah, yeah all, right. all right all right okay so to demonstrate that this is the real ark, we first need to establish that there was a real ark. If there was no biblical flood, then even if this turns out to be a 4,000-year-old boat, and that would be a remarkable find to be sure, it couldn't be Noah's ark. We also need to consider whether Noah actually existed. If no Noah, once again, we just have a really old boat at best. But in fairness, if we can rule out this wreck of a ship on the basis of what's there, then we don't need to dive deep into the religious flotsam of floods and fictional figures. So let's start there. What are we looking at? There are dozens of supposed real Noah's Arks in the world. Like religions, they can't all be true, but they can all be false. So which one are we looking at today? For the purposes of my pre-written opening, I'm assuming we're discussing the same Ark as the last time Philip and Otangelo argued this case. The NAMI site, that would be Noah's Ark Ministry International, or the movie sets built by Amit Artogrel and Associates for a Chinese film. The sets were made from wood, weren't connected to any structure or really anything more than facades, and have since been swept away by the glacier they were built into. We know all that because the people who built the sets were angry on that lied to them about the purpose of the construction, so brought Dr. Don Patton, a creationist geologist who had been working with NAMI until he discovered other fraud in the organization, to the site where they themselves had carried the wood and built the sets, and gave him samples of the wood they used, which, predictably, is modern. Of course, Philip has stated he's visited the site himself in 2014 with an unnamed archaeological official. Yet, to date, no peer-reviewed papers from Philip, nor this official, nor any other archaeologist I can find have been published. 
Philip promised Jordan and RJ two years ago on this very channel that papers would be published the next year. What excuses will he have for us this time? He has published a slideshow of his visit, though, where you can see the glacier in the process of reclaiming the sets, as well as get a look at some of the lumber used in the construction, which, as Philip himself points out, and I quote, it looks almost like modern timber. And as Otangelo notes, you can see the marks of the machining. Given that the people who built these sets have admitted as much, and the sets have since been destroyed by glacial action, a very curious coincidence if this had been the real Ark, surviving all these years just to be swept away by a glacier, just after being discovered, how can we possibly demonstrate that this is a real ancient boat? How can we demonstrate that this place has the actual Ark, and not the Darupinar site, or some other location? What about Mount Judy, the site early Christian, Muslim, and Armenian tradition all say was the place the Ark came to rest? The Nami site is on Agradagi, which sail rites did not gain popularity until the late 8th century, which is about when people started assuming Genesis 8 saying the mountains of Ararat meant one big mountain and started calling the tallest peak in the area by that moniker. But let's say our esteemed interlocutors do manage to demonstrate the veracity of this volatile vessel. Most of their work is still ahead of them. The next hurdle they must clear is, was this Noah's ship? Do the dimensions match the Bible's description? Is there evidence of every kind of animal having been there? Did the examination of the remains reveal how a crew of only eight managed to care for thousands of animals at minimum for nearly a year? Not to put too fine a point on it, where did they put the poop? And where are the bones of the kangaroos, penguins, and New World monkeys who perished on the long trek back to their native habitats from the Ark's landing spot? Maybe a 600-year-old man with magic DNA really did build a huge boat that was bigger on the inside to fit all of the animals and had indoor plumbing, food replicators, and divine ventilation to keep them all alive. But then there's the flood that made building the boat in the first place necessary. Perhaps Lyle was correct when he wrote it must have been so gentle a catastrophe that it left no trace. But there's evidence against it. The Egyptians, the Chinese, the Native Americans, the Sub-Saharan Empires, and the Pacific Islanders, just to name a few, kept on doing what they were doing right through the period the flood was said to have happened. And not only did they fail to drown, nobody even saw fit to make a note of it. And so we have no reason to accept this or any site as the legendary Ark. Because if the flood is a fish story and the man is an allegory, then it should be quite surprising to find the ship alone anchored in rock-solid reality. None of this is to diminish the fact the burden of proof rests with our opponents, only to establish that these are some of the barriers that need to be overcome. On that note, I'd like to get a few questions for the discussion phase of this debate onto the table. How do we demonstrate that this site is even a ship? How do we show that it was Noah's instead of, say, Gilgamesh's? How do we rule out other possibilities like the Darupinar site or Mount Judy? What are the falsification criteria that would convince you that this isn't Noah's Ark? That'll do for now. Thank you. Thank you very much. Mark, the floor is all yours. Thank you very much. And I want to thank Ember, Otangelo, and Philip for being here. Thank you, James, for hosting. And thanks to Modern Day Debate for putting this on. Um, my presentation was really largely around the Tarumpa Pandada site. So I'm, I'm kind of, um, I, I thought my opening was irrelevant, um, but, you know, I, I will go into it because I did like look at Nami. I just didn't think that anybody would possibly believe that was the actual site of Noah's Ark, considering the, the circumstances surrounding it. 
Um, as Amber pointed out, like we have to have some kind of falsification criteria. And um, the, the fact that NAMI, the Noah's Ark Ministry International, was actually doing a Noah's Ark exhibit at the time in Hong Kong um, leads a lot of scepticism to why they didn't publish any findings uh, scientifically and why they only did media press releases. Um, this suggests that they they were just doing a publicity stunt to to draw people to their exhibit that they happened to be doing at the same time. Now, um, sort of Randall, um, a, a man called Randall came forward very, very closely afterwards, Randall Price, sorry, um, who said that he they hired Kurdish workers to haul things up to sea, uh, uh, up to the to the um, um, structure um, and and sort of whistle blew on on uh, Nami. Um, they said that there was too far up, there was too hard to do, but there was other Ararat expeditions that actually did haul materials up, like a 2007 publicity stunt when Greenpeace built a replica of Noah's Ark up on the mountain. So this is entirely possible. Um, they did have some samples from what they claimed to be the... Um, the uh, site they sent in. However, I do want to point out, and this was an important part of my presentation about the other site, and the I guess this applies to the half dozen to dozen sites that have been found in, in sort of modern history of the Ark, all claiming to be found, some were hoaxes. Um, the, the whole point is that it was sent to um, Andrew Snelling, who usually I, I severely disagree with, but is actually a... Um, uh, the the foremost geologist um, in um, Answers in Genesis and uh, Creation Ministry International. Sorry, David McQueen, but he probably is. Um, he basically said that the samples didn't show the right dates. Only one of the samples had the 4,800 BP for carbon-14 dating. Um, Snelling himself has said that the ark has not been found. Um, the reason why he cites this is because um, Mount Ararat in Turkey is a um, volcanic mountain. So as a um, sort of proponent of catastrophism, um, that mountain would have to have been there after the flood or during the flood. So he basically says it won't be found on that mountain because, as he says, it would have been sort of molten at that point. So he actually doesn't think the Ark has been found at all. Um, a lot of these creation places don't think the Ark has been found at all. This particular site, um, the, the, it, there's a lot of suspicion around it, the, the lack of um, scientific integrity, the lack of archaeological expertise sent with them. Um, they no longer update their website to say that it is the Ark. Um, they, they basically have dropped it completely. Um, they keep saying that they will publish their findings. They never do. Um, so I, I think there's a, a certain level of scepticism, um, especially on the motives of NAMI, is, is definitely warranted. Um, sort of, is there a reason why they would um, publicise a fake ARC site while running a um, an ARC-themed uh, uh, theme park in, in uh, Hong Kong? Of course there is. Of course there is. It, it drew so much attention to their theme park. But the problem is that they, they have not provided in any way, any way we can verify this. Or as Ember said, the, the other half dozen sites that, that people say. Um, I think it is very important. I was going to mention the same, that Mount Ararat is what they called the mountain after the fact. 
the, the, the biblical text actually says the mountains of Ararat, not Mount Ararat. And that's very important because it could relate to any number of mountains across the, the, the bottom of Turkey. Um, yeah, so I, I might leave it there. And I think that, that you know, sort of the questions are, um, why didn't NAMI actually um, give the, the samples to any mainstream scientists? Why did the creationist scientists they gave it to, geologists they gave it to, basically come back with a rejection of those those samples? And um, what what exactly um, leads them to believe that this this is the actual arc rather than some other structure? You got it. Thank, Thank you. you very much for that opening as well. Before we jump into the open dialogue, want to let you know, folks, first, thanks for your feedback on the audio earlier. Ernst. Couple of quick housekeeping things. One, 100% of tonight's super chat donations are going to Worldwide Orphans. They're linked in the description box. They have a great charity watchdog rating. In other words, every time we do a charity stream, we want to make sure that the charity that all of the super chats are going to really uses the funds for the reasons that they say they are. So check out their link in the description box and throw in a super chat to support the cause. And two, if you haven't yet, hit that subscribe button. We have many more debates coming up, including, if you look at the bottom right of your screen, David Wood and Arden Raw collide on whether or not naturalism is true. That's at DebateCon coming up Saturday, November 4th. You don't want to miss it, folks. Tickets are linked in the description box. If you're in the Dallas area, you better be there. It's going to be amazing. So check that out. And we're going to go into the open dialogue. Thank you very much, gentlemen. The floor is all yours. Woohoo. That's that's really cool to hear about the charity thing. So yeah, people send yeah. us lots of questions. Yeah. Uh you want us to, the the responders by the way, I I answered some of the questions, but it's uh I I recognize Mark that you thought this was about the Durham site. And yeah. um then some of those have, of course have already answered. But you know, typically, you know, there, there's with the these debates, there's just uh, a whole uh, these debates over the flood been going on for many, many centuries, and so there's a whole list of questions, and they're just all tossed out there. But unless we focus on us on single issues, you know, we we don't get very far in a, in such a even in two hour debate. So um, uh, mm -hmm. I would rather I think would you agree with that, Ember and Mark and. James. Oh yeah, yeah. Sure it's it's on. it's super easy to get sidetracked into into the flood or uh, no one himself may or may not be relevant tangentially. But yeah, I'm good with with staying focused on the arc. Mm -hmm. And I, I mean, honestly, I don't think the NAMI site's all that good. But if you want to stay focused on that, we sure can. Yeah. Yeah. Well, by the way, I I didn't was able to complete it. But uh, as I've sort of uh, moved in, you know, to with the archaeologists, we now call this the Mount Ararat discovery, not the, the NAMI site. Um, but um, on, on, these, on some of these, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Didn't NAMI find it? Like, wasn't uh, it NAMI no, NAMI did not find it. <laughs> NAMI did. Uh, uh, Ahmed Erdogan found it, but this is a site that the people of the mountain have, have always known about. But uh, on some of these uh, charges that, that were made, uh, and I'm surprised to see you quoting these, um, this uh, Randall Price, a prophecy expert, 
he's not an archaeologist, and you, you quote him as an expert. And the, you would never quote these these um, uh, gentlemen that you mentioned that supposedly debunked it in any, in any other course. And you I'll mean Randall that, Price, the archaeologist yes, that Nami hired to verify the site? He's never been an archaeologist. According he to Nami, he is. Uh, well, Nami. The, the photo of the Nami team includes Don Patton, geologist, David McQueen, geologist, and Randall Price, archaeologist. Well, I, I, They're I labeled that way by Nami. As, as scientists, I I work with mainstream scientists. I don't work with with uh, those. Uh, the, you you know uh, Andrew Snelling's radiocarbon dating. You know if, if it dates to the proper date of the uh, forty eight hundred BP, it conflicts with his radiocarbon dating. So it's it's dated much to. Uh, I mean, if it's, well, if it's on the exact date, the the, yeah. the problem is methodology, right? The yes. problem is methodology here because. Um, this wasn't like severe questions were brought into to the, the, the sphere about how this was collected, when was this, this collected, um, how they got the samples there, was there any contamination? And those questions don't seem to be answered. That is why you do a peer-reviewed study and show how you got and how you did the sample collection and how you got those samples to the laboratory. But they didn't do any of that. What they did was get the samples that this apparently this Turkish guy had collected and then send it off somehow to Snelling. And even then it didn't come back with the expected dates and Snelling said, hey, and, and yeah, I wouldn't be quoting Snelling under any other circumstance really, but you know, he just happens to be one of the, the main geologists for, for creation ministry. And he agrees that that, well, those you're, dates you're, are you're not, not correct. You understand you're not, you're not speaking to a creationist ministry. You're, yeah, my, I speak the language of mainstream science. Okay. Um, well, it's just sorry, it's just uh, if anybody had a reason. Let, let, let me ask you this. Yeah, these charges were made. Uh, the source of these charges were never identified. They came from an anonymous source and from a rival arc searching team. Now, why would you to start with? Why would you give? on basis on either of those why would you give that credibility well no it came from randall price he was the um senior archaeologist for arc search llc expedition in yeah excuse me randall price would not give the source of those charges what do you mean the source he was working on that particular project what do you mean i don't he would not identify who gave that information that this was uh, a made-up um site and uh uh, in fact, Otangelo did some investigating on that. Yes, actually, when I hear it in 2010 about that finding of the Ark, first, I, of course, I was enthusiastic, but then suddenly came up these claims that this was um, a film movie set, it was staged, it was uh, fake, and I basically dropped uh, and I believed these stories. And then when I met uh, Philip on Facebook and actually started to investigate um, his story, then that catched again my curiosity. And I wanted to know what actually is the truth about this story. And I actually have two long conversations um, recorded, one with Tom Patton and the other with Murat Sahin, which is... Um, uh, a businessman uh, in uh, I I don't remember the the city nearby Mount Ararat. Uh, Doug Doug yeah. Right. So 
First, I had a one hour and a half talk to Don Patton, and he was not able to provide one shred of hard, verifiable evidence of these claims that this was a fake staged movie set on Mount Ararat. He was not able to give me any concrete evidence. And then I called mm. to, uh, uh, I talked to Murat Sahin, and he was even worse. It was just a hearsay, oh, I heard it from people, and just vague um, hearsay stories. So both were unable to back up their stories of the movie set. And I also wrote to Randall Price. He didn't even get back to me. So that's basically from the, uh, the that side of these stories that this was made up. I have not seen any verifiable evidence, pictures, photos of people bringing that wood up to the mountain. The claim was that this was ancient wood from ships at the Black Sea that was brought to uh, Mount Ararat to, mm -hmm. to, to build that up was, this, yeah. this, this stage. All these stories, I verified them, yeah. and I have not seen evidence which would actually back up these stories. So well, I am very is... much up. I am very much up to believe that it is a movie set. If someone is able to actually provide that kind of evidence, that would be necessary actually to to then believe that this is a movie set. And we are talking not about just one site, but as as I understand and uh, and heard that this is a ship which is broken up in two parts. So it's not just one wooden structure. But for what I understood is that it was on the top of Mount Ararat until the 1800 or something like that. Then there was an earthquake and the, the structure came down, down in a crevasse during that earthquake, broke up in two parts and then remained in two parts on that crevasse. And it seems well, I here's think... The, finished, just to one I second, Tangelo, you keep going from point to point to point to point to point. You're, you're gish galloping. Okay, so let us address some of that which you're saying before you go on to yet another point. Okay, so you're saying there's no evidence that it's a movie set. There's no evidence it's the Ark either. That's the problem. Now, this is a guy that was hired and worked consultancy as the leading archaeologist for the place that discovered it. This is the problem you have. Okay, and just because he doesn't get back to you when you sort of question him on it, um, you know, I wouldn't blame the guy if he just wanted to leave the whole thing behind him because it's kind of embarrassing being associated with a, with an organisation that he claims has, um, um, you know, brought all this material up there. So it, it's kind of strange that on no evidence whatsoever you're, you're prepared to say, hey, it's not a movie site, but on no evidence whatsoever you're prepared to say it's the Ark. I might also add as well that NAMI only had sort of very few photos of it. And they also said, hey, a mysterious force stopped our, our photo equipment from working, our video equipment from working kind of thing. And all of these things add up to very little evidence for this, this claim. Um, why isn't this this sort of been submitted as a peer-reviewed article? Why hasn't this been, been um, analysed kind of thing? And you're sort of saying, hey, it was two structures because of this earthquake. What evidence do you have that this earthquake actually happened did that damage make those two break apart? Have you got any evidence of that whatsoever? Yeah, it's great that you're skeptical of the movie set, but having the same skepticism towards the art claim would be really cool. Yeah. 
Let, let's give, give a chance. By the way, you've ignored what I said, and, and that uh, NAMI, admittedly, they're a media organization. They didn't understand. Yes. They made all types of mistakes. They 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 didn't know how to do that. That's how I why I got involved. And so, so I mean, so yes, all that uh, information. But um, just to let you know, uh, Randall Price was never willing to meet with uh, Parachute or Panda or or me. Uh, several uh, Dr. Norm Geisler, who appeared with me on Fox News with this in two, 2015. You, you know, uh, they they were never willing to be. Uh, cross-examine or or you know <laughs> they wouldn't make their charges they would only make them to other people what they would not make they would not would not uh, uh, agree to meet with us and and then make their charges um the um uh, you know yeah, so, I did address that I yeah, did address no, that. I sort of said maybe he just wanted to leave the whole thing oh, yeah, behind okay, him thank you. because he thank you. he actually did an official statement on the world of Bible ministries, like he made his statement about it. And you know, maybe he did just want to leave it all behind him because you know the guy. Um, while I'm not sure his credentials on archaeology, he certainly is involved highly with with the ministry and theology. Correct. Exactly. He's involved with uh, in day prophecy. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, that's his, uh, that's his primary. Now he is a, you might say a biblical scholar, but he's not, he's, he's not an archeologist. Um, the other thing I just want to address that uh, you mentioned in your thing that the, uh, that the Mount Ararat was not recognized, um, uh, as the, as the site. Um, oh, okay. You're bringing up, uh, uh, you're great. You're, you're bringing up the team, right. Uh, when they yep. were at they were NAMI, mm -hmm. not knowing. They don't know who's an archaeologist. Uh, 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 Randall Price has posed himself as an archaeologist. And so they, NAMI, the media organization, invited him. But then uh, when he was obviously not an archaeologist and, and um, not somebody that Parachute wanted to, to um, work with, uh, uh, Parachute uh, kicked him off the team. He was begging to be part of the announcement up to, to almost the very week the announcement was made. Clara Way, the little girl that I could point, she's got emails from Randall Price begging to be part of that announcement. But when he, when he, when he, when Parish, when they would not, Parish, would not allow him. And then he sent, he had been raising all this money from his supporters. So he sent an email to his supporters explaining, uh, then given that rumor, he said, well, we've heard this, trying to distance himself from it. And then Michael Heiser, who was a, a, a had a paleo Bible site, he put that letter on his site. The Christian Science Monitor picked that uh, uh, letter up from uh, Randall Price and and published it. And then, of course, that's where uh, that that's how the rest of the media picked up the charges of hoax. But uh, a media should not have they should have discounted that for the fact that the source was anonymous and the um, and it was a rival team. They, they but but of course. Archaeologists wasn't involved, but let me let me just mention something again. Do you know the Dead Sea Scrolls were for the first ten years were suspected of being a fraud? Well, let's and not change the subject. Yeah, that's that's way off topic. Yeah, let's uh, <laughs> sort of let's address let's address this because it wasn't only Randall Price, was it? It was also another person, their main geologist, um, on on yeah. the thing. Which Th was, this um... is Nami's own photo. 
And there's Patton. Randall Price oh. listed as a geologist, oh. Don Patton as a geologist, and David Price. McQueen. And most notably, this is the uh, so-called wood from the ark controversy in this picture. That's why Don Patton no, left no, the no, team. Because Nami claimed it was ancient wood and it turned out mm -hmm. to be volcanic tough. Yeah, gentlemen, you know so little about this. Let, I, I, and I, yeah, I could understand, but <laughs> let, let me update you about some of these things. Right. No, that that wood was not part of the Ark discovery. Well, this is this is their team, right? This is the team that went to find the Ark. Kind it of was thing. Nami, this is the team. Nami's team got caught in a fraud, and Patton left. They the did team. get caught in the fraud. Yeah. Okay. So, so this is the thing. This is the same site that you're now claiming with no evidence whatsoever, no evidence whatsoever that it is in fact the Ark. You're just saying, uh, hey, all of this stuff was handed in. Um, the people that were given the samples, even even very very staunch creationists that were given the samples, said, no, this doesn't match up with what we should expect. So it brings us back to a couple of Ember's questions. What would falsify this for you? Well, precisely. <laughs> That's in fact I've developed. Well, we're asking. Okay, to do that. Um, in, in fact, I, I'm sorry I wasn't able to finish the presentation with just a few more minutes of how I got involved. Why, why did I go to the, the defense of this uh, discovery and bring the archaeologists into it? Well. I mean, I'm sure that's an interesting question, but it's a different question from what Mark asked, which I originally asked, which is, yeah, what are the falsification criteria it's, that would convince yeah, you right. this isn't the Ark? Well, right, right. Well, was, well, you know, there's several things were general, you know, like uh, the mountains of Ar the Mount Ararat not being the place of the site until the 8th century. You say, I mean, this you you've been reading about this and you hear these types of things, but Josephus in the first century writes against Alpion that it's it's located at the highest part of the mountains of Ararat. So that would actually put it where exactly where we found it. Well, and, no, and it, it, the Bible doesn't say Mount Ararat. It says the mountains of The Ararat. mountains of Ararat. But please, did you not listen to my presentation? I, I did I, listen. Yeah. got to be, it's, it's after another six weeks, the tops of the surrounding mountains were visible. Now, obviously, if you got some little logic about you, it's got to be at the highest place for the mountain for the surrounding mountains to be covered. They can't. I mean, if you're there and and you can't see a mountaintop, you've got to be higher than all the mountaintops except where your your ship landed. Yeah. So Josephus, I don't really see him as a very. Uh, he, some of his stuff is reliable. Some of it isn't, and that's the problem with Josephus. There is stuff that we know that was not written by him, um, that was made up in his writing. So he isn't the most reliable source ever. He certainly isn't reliable when it comes to the resting place of the ark. You were just talking about how, like, sort of people wouldn't name their sources so you don't have any first source. Well, Josephus certainly wasn't around when the Ark landed, and he would not, like, he may talk about stories, but um, this is kind of, um, if, if, if basically it is true what their own people said, Nami's people said that they hauled these things up there, then, of course, it's going to be, reflective of where people say it is kind of thing okay. so right. yeah. what what i'm not hearing from you is any falsification criterion i'm gonna hold your feet to the fire over this one philip because i asked a direct straightforward straight up question 
what would falsify it? And we've got nothing but, well, Josephus says it's in the right place. In contradiction to what the Bible says about it, notably. Right. What? Wait. Uh, yeah, well, what's in contradiction to what the Bible says about it? The Bible says the mountains of Ararat. If Even if Josephus mm -hmm. does say it's the volcano Agradagi, then that's not the same as what the Bible says. Do, do I have to repeat this again? The very next verse, when it says it lands at the mountain on the mountains of Ararat, it says it it took another six weeks for the water to go down, for the tops of the surrounding mountains to be visible. Now that, if if you've got some logic about you, that puts it on the top of Mount Ararat. Do you, do you understand the logic? People don't. People don't agree. Yeah. Other creationists argue that Agradagi well, is a well, post-flood well, yeah, volcano. You, Wait, wait, wait! How how can you be looking down and not see? I was looking all around and not being able to see the tops of the surrounding mountains without it being at the one. Well, uh, there, there's a couple of problems. The first of all, yeah. the Bible definitely says a plural. If it were a single mountain, it should say so. The second is that's an active volcano, which means mm -hmm. it's been erupting periodically over the past several thousand years, which means today it is much taller than it was thousands of years ago. Yeah, I think it, yes. it, it has grown some. That's why we have all these earthquakes. By the way, the earthquake in 1848, is the historical records are there. No. No, no scholar, no one involved, no geologist doubts that the earthquake, there was an earthquake in 1848, and that's when the uh, people of the mountains say that the ark slid down in the in the glacier that it was encapsulated, uh, uh, and that's when it broke. Uh, yeah, but, do, you, do you have a source but, on that story? Let me, let me go back. Let, let me go back now. Listen, you're. I, I think you've got. Are you? You're not. Maybe you're not an engineer or scientist, but surely you can understand when you're looking around and you can't see. The tops of the surrounding mountains. In fact, the water's got to go down for another six weeks before you can see the top of the surrounding mountain. Don't you understand that that puts it on the highest, the top of the highest mountain in their area? No, no, I think you're missing what what we're saying. So, do you do you follow catastrophism? Is that something you subscribe to? Oh, the, uh, mainstream science subscribes to catastrophism now nowadays. No, it doesn't. Mainstream no. science does no. not at all. Uh, no, 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 about no, the no. Uh, about the uh, dinosaurs. Look, look, look. I, I don't want to get distracted. I want to uh, be able right. to ask my questions here, right? So, if catastrophism is true, then those the volcanic rock that makes up that particular mountain, Mount Ararat, as it's called today, that would have to have happened after the flood, correct? If I, listen, that's that's what the uh, younger. The creationists like Snelling and them. That's why they've been uh, opposed to this uh, site uh, on the Mount Ararat because the mountain sits on the top of their their flood evidence. The same reason why they uh, want to they want to see the pyramids not built before the flood because the pyramids sit on top of the flood evidence. I'm sorry, the pyramids but, were built before the flood. Now, yeah, according to me, yes. Interesting. Because if the flood destroyed everything, that, that creates a bit of a problem for there being pyramids from before the flood. Or Gobekli Tepe, for that matter, which is also in Turkey, not that uh, far uh, from uh, Agradagi. Uh, yeah, by the way, I just have a few more slides, and if you could see you see this, you understand you're, you're, I have, you're 
I have a completely different narrative than the creationists have. It is a worldwide flood. It is more like the flood of the Bible. It's exactly like the flood of the Bible. But I am not a young earth creationist, please. Okay. And you're primarily, you're used to, and it's not your fault. You're used to the, the, the meaning of that. But I, I work in mainstream science and mainstream archaeology. In fact, some of the uh, uh, scientists that work on the Dead Sea Scrolls have been working on this project. Okay. Well, um, you know, they're good. I, they're I, very I, good I, at radiocarbon dating, by the I, way. I'm, I'm not sure, but are you familiar with tough and toughite? Yeah, you mean volcanic tuff? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. Do you know? Do you know how tough tuff forms? Well, right. That by the way, that 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 was a, a volcanic tuff that they had there. McQueen right. Exactly. Right. That's my point. That's my point. Do you know what happens when water hits tuff, like while while it's being formed? Yeah. Uh, uh, by the way, I know you're following the arguments that Lyle and they made when they were when they were arguing against. Well, no, uh, answer yeah. the question. It basically becomes mud and then shale. Correct. Yeah. 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 Sure. Yeah. So that means that 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 mountain while while it was forming it was never underwater, right? Or the tuff would but not listen, form. The mountain is an ancient mountain. So tuff is volcanic rock that's been compressed. Uh, volcanic ash. Sorry, that's been compressed. If basically that is submitted to water, it becomes mud, essentially. Tuff doesn't form. Yeah. So you're basically saying that somehow tuff has been forming all this time, even through a flood. Hey, is this the mountain, a volcanic mountain? Wouldn't you yeah. expect to find tuff? Yeah. But I wouldn't expect what, it to what, be what's like the, underwater. What, 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 what's... What's the relevance okay. of that? So, so if if it's underwater, you should find layers of shale. Uh, at one time, it was underwater for a short period of time. Yes. Oh, really? No, can can yeah. you can you? Yeah, I, I don't well, think that's flood, true. If, if 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 this if this if this is a ship and if it floated there, the mountain was underwater. Yeah, I guess our point is that that mountain, that volcanic mountain, was not always that high. That these layers of tuff are from volcanic ash being compressed and made into tuff or tuffite. Um, right. There was a, no point, like we do not find a layer of, of shale underneath that that structure that you're talking about. What we find is tuff and tuffite. So the idea that the waters were, had had flooded over this volcanic ash and then it formed into tuffite is completely unrealistic. But please, please, there's so, so much about the actual discovery. You know, you're quoting misinformation. Okay, uh, uh, no. tough has nothing to do with the discovery. Except they were showing a picture of tough. Ember showed them with a piece of tough. You're not, you're not talking with a media person. You're talking with someone who works with archaeologists and who archaeologists want to work with me and science. I work with mainstream science. So and uh, okay, that irrelevance. It, it's, it's, it has nothing to do with, uh, I mean, why, why? in fact, I did answer uh, Price's uh, report that he did on this. It's been published on Norm Geisler's site in very detail went through, said what what was right about it and what was wrong about it. But you know, I, I hate to get in. It's such a distraction. Uh, you know, he, none of those were archaeologists. Randall Price not an archaeologist. Nami were not an archaeologist. <laughs> Are you an archaeologist? 
uh, hey, some sort of degree from I do work with archaeologists. And okay, fact, so you're not an archaeologist I mean, either. This is the I'm thing. I'm not a doctor, going... but I've worked with doctors. Does that qualify okay. me to speak about medical matters? Well, listen, right. I, I, I was an Im invited guest to the executive committee of the American Schools of Oriental Research. Do you know who the American Schools of Oriental Research are? Um, I, I know that sort of Oriental is kind of a really insulting term. These oh, that's days. that that ASOR that you mentioned. Yeah, they the changed opening. the yeah. name. They changed the name of ASOR because of that yes. reason. For 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 many years, it was the most venerable organization involved with archaeology of the ancient Near East. I mean, uh, William F. Uh, Albright was one of the founders of it. Uh, the Israeli archaeologists were taught by the. Okay, okay, Philip, yeah. Philip, my point is yeah. that you're sort of leveraging against us that we're not archaeologists and we're not no, geologists. No, I'm, I'm we sorry, hang I'm on, hang on, hang on. Let me finish, let me finish, yeah. let me finish. We're not, we're not these, we don't have these credentials. The same can be said of you. Your field is in telecommunications, I believe. Yeah, but my knowledge yes. of archaeology, okay, I've just, let, let me, you're talking about falsifiability. I've just yes. written a book to, to, uh, to explain to archaeologists the archaeological context of this site, in fact, the prehistoric archaeology uh, in, in general, to, to provide the test to be able to falsify whether this is the Ark or whether it's not the Ark. Do you we, imagine we, we, that archaeologists... No matter, no matter how much you, you, you do on anything historical, you can never prove it, but you can disprove it. So we we have got a methodology to disprove. Cool. What is it? What, what I what I think is interesting here is nobody actually talks about the fact that there is a wooden structure on Mount Ararat which Philip has visited. He has well, been there. He has made videos on the structure. It is, as far as I understood, a huge wooden structure. With and I have. Um, counted how many different kind of wood structures and wood planks that there are. And I have counted over 150 different types of planks. And they are not small structures. They have considerable size. And Philip has been there. He has filmed that. And if we are talking here about falsification, for me, visual information, videos, this is evidence. And you guys simply dismiss that's, it, say, oh, this not is just a movie set which has been put okay. there. No, there, there is no there's a, evidence ever be built besides it. hearsay that this is a movie the set. The villagers who built else. it are not hearsay. And you guys simply right. dismiss it and think it is just a made-up structure. Mm -hmm. I would really like to hear Philip telling us about what he thinks that he actually saw there because he, because well, he is an eyewitness. He has let's been be able there. to, to, to address what you've said. So I would really like to give to a sure. I, I've to seen video of haunted houses where they show ghosts and monsters. There. Does that mean there's ghosts and monsters for real, or is somebody faking us out? Plus, sure, this isn't based there. upon this isn't based I, I, upon nothing. Look, For a start, hang on, no, no, no. I've got to address what like Otangelo says stuff and then wants to move onwards. We're not moving onwards. I'm addressing what you're going to say, Otangelo. We're not just going to flick past it and ignore it. So the first claim was kind of 
falsification, when you said falsification, what you said is there's evidence for it. That's not what falsification is. Falsification is what would disprove it? What would be the criteria yeah, for what showing would this thing it? is if not... If you could demonstrate yes, well, just let me finish. Let me finish. Yeah. So, so when when you say when you the say there's evidence for it, when you say, hey, I've seen... That would Atangelo, seriously? A real structure. One side, just because so, yeah. there's too much. People can't hear either side if there's too much. Yeah. 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 Listen, I, can, I know that. Can I, I talk? I yeah, yeah. Well, well, you, well I want to finish yeah, saying sure. what I was saying. Um, yeah. So, so when you're talking falsification, you're talking what would disprove it, not talking about what you think proves it, right? So that's that's the first thing. Second thing, it's not based on no evidence, based upon the testimony of the people that were actually up there. The the main archaeologist and one of the geologists that Nami said were their people. Um, it, it's based upon the samples coming back and no laboratory has found them to have the accurate dates there's a lot of evidence that that is not the ark now you're basically saying hey but there's a structure up there sure there's a structure up there how do you tell it's the ark okay okay all right can i yeah can i speak a little bit here sure okay um I um uh, you know I, I recognize that NAMI was not an archaeological organization. Uh, of course, I'm not an archaeologist, but I know I know archaeologists. Okay, and and uh, the um, the 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 archaeologists they they don't know what this is, but they recognize that it's not a recent fabrication. Wow. Well, the start well, with who has said that? Can you cite somebody? Yeah, uh, I, I can. I can cite the archaeologist, who, uh, the official from Aesor who went with me. Well, in fact, they said, uh, you know, just a matter of intelligence. How do you, uh, how do you fabricate surface rot on timber? How do you, if you if you can recreate this as a movie set when you take them and then cover it up like Randall Price and and Don Patton change. That means that you've got to, the only way you could actually fabricate this is you've got to build the ship up on the mountain. Then you've got to uh, push it off and create this great wreckage that exists on the, on the mountain. Do you though? And you, and it, how? Do you though? Okay. How, how much, well, how, how much of the wreckage did you personally see? Like a hundred feet worth? Like you don't, well, you don't I, have I to build the was, whole boat. Yeah, right, right. Well, there's there's several sections. Okay, uh, no, I I have a, I only saw one of the sections of it. I I could right. see a, a I could see a a a a level below me, and I could see a level above. The uh, in fact, the video. I don't know if you've seen the video that's uh, that Garrett Alton did a, a photo video with my words and my photographs. It's gotten over six million views, and uh, you know it's impressive what you see there, uh, and the, the the amount of wood um, and and the construction of the wood. Now let's let's talk about this being looking like new wood. You want to talk about? Well, that? I'd like to address that wood. Okay, so but Grandel Price said that they got it from an old structure near the Black Sea and then hauled it up there, basically. So when you're, you're saying, "Hey, it's got wood rot," it's like, well, if it was pulled from an old structure, of course it would have wood rot. You're expecting it to have like if if they got it from fresh from the mill kind of thing, and that's not what anybody is saying. So it is it is not it is not unexpected if they did get it from an old structure, as Randall says, that it would have wood rot on it. 
okay, basically, he said, Randall Price, what, you know, I, I've read his reports more thoroughly than any yeah. of you. Okay. He, he, he basically says it's recreated each time because they have to hide it. Uh, you know, they have to take it down. They build this movie set and then they take it down. Just the amount of work involved in this. And, and when you look at this, just the structure I've visited, I question. <laughs> I mean, the, 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 the archaeologists that don't give this any attention. They just question the intelligence of someone who could actually believe that. And plus, you're basing this on a anonymous source from a rival archaeological team. No, and you're not suspicious. Know. And you're not suspicious. Of that. Here. How could it be an anonymous source if you know it's from a rival team? Showing of people bringing up wood up on Mount Ararat to construct this site. How is it possible that they make this claim and there is no evidence whatsoever that this is a, a place uh, which has been constructed by construction workers? This is heavy wood, which, which has to be bowed. It has to be brought to the mountain. Where is the evidence? There is that claim and it is just a claim. Don Patton, in one and a half hours of conversation, wasn't able to bring me a, one kind of hard evidence that this claim is true. Uh, Murat so, Mahin, the same, even worse, he just said that he heard it from other people. So my question is, if you guys believe that this is a movie set which was staged, I want to see the evidence for this claim because until now I have not seen it. Well, that, okay, okay. So, first of yeah, all, sorry, that's totally aside from the point because whether or not it's a movie set that is a separate question from whether or not it's the arc. But as to those particular points, Don Patton produced his own video where he went up to the site, which is no longer accessible because the glacier moved, brought there by the people who told him they built the set. If you believe the Bible, which is based on testimony, then the fact there's people alive today giving testimony that you could go there and talk to yourself if you want to, testifying they did this work, they built this thing, I don't see why there would be a problem with that. But more importantly, they gave Don a piece of the wood from the site that they used, and it is modern. He shows it in yeah. his video. No. And uh, this isn't testimony from just anybody or random people. This is testimony from the head archaeologist on that expedition and from one of the geologists on who, the who was the archaeologist? Who was the archaeologist? Randall Price, apparently. He's, he's not an archaeologist. Uh, by the way, Don Patton's the site they visited was not at the same elevation yeah. of the site of the So the, this is this is the, the problem. Wrong, they went to the wrong place. This is the problem. Part of your um your 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 um evidence for this being the ark was that the people that found it so magnificently were terrible at what they did that they didn't even get an archaeologist for it. Um, you're sort of claiming that an archaeologist will back you up on this. You're claiming ASOR will back you up on this. ASOR isn't, isn't standing behind this as the ark, are they? Uh, well, Nor any archaeologist. No. I'm sorry, I couldn't. It's, 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 it's really very bad that I didn't finish the, the explanation. 
Uh, first of all, we can't do any test on this site until it's under um, archaeological um, um, permission. And uh, this being a war-torn mountain, uh, the uh, they have never given archaeological permission for um, for uh, a site on this mountain. There, uh, there, are security reasons now. That might not be the case, but it's, this has to be done properly. Uh, by, by the way, there has been peer-written uh, articles on this. I've written one, uh, and Dr. Oh, can you uh, cite uh, Yeah. Uh, well, let, 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 it's in. A, there's been a number of archaeological conferences held uh, concerning this, and uh, and yeah, uh, these will this these will be did, but. Let, let me let me move on. You know, right now, why why we can't do these? In fact, Nami got in trouble by doing what they did because they they did not. Antiquities laws are pretty severe, and we follow them. Uh, you know, it's exacted because we would lose our everything if we didn't. And 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 um, you know, we you cannot break laws. There was a gentleman. Um, uh, uh, I forgot what his name is. He presented it at, at one of the ASOR meetings, uh, Joel Clink. He was an archaeologist, a Harvard trained archaeologist, but he had um, he had he had broken some uh, some laws. And so he, he's tossed out of the uh, uh, of the the uh, project on based, based on that. Or at least uh, um, the ASOR felt like that he did that. But um, but, uh, you know, right now, uh, uh, I, I can show you why I went to the defense based on my archaeological work. And I have written a book to provide the methodology to, to determine a test that would falsify this. This is not Noah's Ark. And, and, and no matter how much you do, uh, you know, anything historical, you cannot prove it. I mean, you, you can always speculate something else, no matter what it is. You know, you can speculate whether Caesar really crossed a, a Rubicon. Now, you, you know, you were, were talking, I gave you just Cephas. Yeah, I'm No more referred to, when you when you start tossing out, uh, th and then you've tossed out everything, and you can prove nothing. And you can know nothing about history. Because if, if somebody's made a mistake, you, you toss it out. And you can find reason for tossing out evidence. I mean... If you if you if you want to do it that way, so you you that's that's not the way it works. But you do want things. You do want to test. You do want testable criteria, and that's what I wanna, that's what I work. Do you want to go on to Josephus or me? Um, yeah, I'll I'll just mention Josephus real quick. I I did look that up while Mark was on about uh, volcanic tuft, and what Josephus says is that. Uh, quote, there is a great mountain in Armenia over Menaeus called Baris, upon which it is reported that many who fled at the time of the deluge were saved. So Josephus says the mountain is what called Baris. What are you reading? What are you, what are you reading? In there? Armenia. Uh, yeah, yeah, what are you reading? That's uh, Antiquities 93. All right, well, that, uh, that's not what I'm quoting. Uh, you need to go to, uh, against Alpion. Yeah, the Associates of uh, Biblical Research says that uh, um, Josephus identifies the mountains of the Akbaris as being in Armenia in the land of Iratu, 
uh, another name for the land of Ararat, which is not the same as Mount Ararat in Turkey. Well, wait, 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 wait. Uh, you need to go to... Uh, Josephus actually wrote another book, one of my favorites of his, I guess Alpia. There's where you will find the statement that it is at the highest part of the mountains of Armenia. I mean, and you, you, don't hear, you don't hear that quoted. Don't, just because you read the book from biblical scholarship, like, like, is, like the term. Is the, Mount the, Ararat the, the highest mountain in Armenia? Yes, sir. In fact, it's the highest okay. mountain in the ancient Near East. I mean, that's all cool and stuff. Josephus doesn't say what you said. Josephus said the mountain mm-hmm. is volcanic. Even Josephus if does say on top of that, the volcano what, erupted. What, what, how you would look you it out. Survive? Please. please. There's, I, there's I, all I these tangential again. things, but you keep saying you have a methodology to falsify that this might be the arc. Right. But you just keep saying that. What is yeah. the methodology? Well, yeah. I, 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 I published it in my recent book, Ancient Life. Okay, so so a book anybody can write a book. Okay, we don't we don't. He put, has put been there. What else do you want? Every, he has well, let me let me speak. Let me speak. Seen the place. What what more do you guys want? Well, it's falsification not enough, criteria. It's not enough to see a place and say well, it looks you know like this. It, well, let me speak. Let me speak, Otangelo. Otangelo, to be fair, Otangelo, hold on, Otangelo, he, he did let you speak and you asked a question. So I just want to give Mark a chance to answer that question. It's it's not enough to go to a place and say, hey, there's wood there. It looks like what I'm expecting to find. It looks like this. It looks like that. That's not how we do things for anything. That's the problem with the uh, Durapinda site. We basically saw it. It looks like a boat. Then it's a boat. No, we don't do that. What we do is like do some buddy. scientific testing to establish that that thing is actually the thing that that it is. And we've got multiple reports that it is fabricated. We've got m- problems with with the organisation that found it. We've got problems with any archaeologist or geologist backing this up. We've got all these problems around it. And you want to say, well, where's the evidence that it's not the ark? And that is not how science is done. You need a but- falsification <laughs> criteria to say, hey, if this isn't the ark, this is what we expect to find, and be able to substantiate that by making tests in order to overcome that falsifiability criteria. Excuse me, science is not done by the way you're talking, but taking uh, unidentified reports. You said multiple reports about this. Would you provide me those multiple reports saying that this was a built, a fabricated structure? Uh, Yeah, but I've named the people that did the reports. I can find their sort of public declaration. Are you serious? We've just been talking about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there was a report done. Randall Price did a report. The only one yes. I'm aware. Of. Yeah, but you said he, he did a statement. Uh, yeah, but well, but but science does not use anonymous sources. I In never fact, said it should. Un- unlike the Bible, but that's that's totally aside the point. Before Otangelo well, interrupted right, you, right. Well, you the, were the just about to talk about falsification right. criteria. Oh, yeah, yeah, but you're using the worst type of science to argue against this. What false people confessing criteria? that they built you're, the thing? You're, you're reading anonymous re- reports by people who have a, a motive to disparage this. Okay, uh, Philip, you, you've got a hypothesis. Should it have anonymous, a falsification? Should what? have a falsification criteria? Yes, I have one. Yes, and what is it? 
Uh, it, it concerns the, um, the, the pottery that's uh, the ceramics and other um, uh, cultural identifiers uh, in the ark and how that matches the migrations from this site. Have you had that pottery tested to make sure that it is from the Mesopotamian area the, north? The the pottery now is in a um, in, in a museum in Turkey, uh, 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 and the it's it's licensed. It's yeah, archaeologists do this. Okay. Do you have any inside of... the proposed ark? Is the Listen, uh, the, the 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 problem here? Okay, is you know, as I, 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 I wait, wait, why, why are you smiling? Uh, because you're, you're not giving us any kind of actual report of this or actual analysis of this. You're just claiming they found pottery in your structure that's now in a museum in Turkey. You would think those people would be able to identify the pottery. You know, this can pottery, you give us this pottery? On, you've, you've brought up this pottery. Can you give us some sort of well, let me do it. Let, any, let me, any... let me do it. This pottery okay. was published in the very report you mentioned. Pictures of it. That's when I first saw it. And I said, oh, wow, this is matching the uh, Kubrick-Kurak migrations. Now, you don't, you don't understand what any of that means, but if you were an archaeologist, you would. But you're not an archaeologist either, so can you give us a citation uh, for that pottery being... I don't have um, to be an archaeologist to understand You know how to be an archaeologist. I'm not a digger, and I'm not an archaeologist, but I don't have any problem uh, getting archaeologists to work on this project. In fact, they, <laughs> many of them want, want to work on the project. Well, well, can you give us some sort of link for this this pottery that you're saying proves the, that yes, so certainly. Okay. Uh, in fact, okay. if, just very briefly, go back to my slideshow. Is that possible? You know, sure. which will answer so many of these questions. Yeah. Okay, let me. Uh, yeah, uh, here, I'll shift it to my slideshow here, but now I've got to get to my slideshow. Uh, here I am, I think. Okay, all right, here, here is a, this is... Um, is there a way, as I, I hate to ask, forgive me, but I, if I stretch the screen, uh, they won't be able to see the, it'll be very, very blurry. Could you do the screen share that you did earlier in the debate? I all think right, that... Let me, let me see if I can do that, okay. Uh, I have to find Zoom somewhere. Uh, uh, is this uh, and screen share? So on the Zoom window, usually there's a green button in the middle, uh, either on the top or the bottom of the Zoom. Yeah, yeah, window. there it is. There it is. Okay. Um, and, and you can uh, select which window. I want to share that. Okay. I see. Okay. Can you see that? Yes. Okay. All right. I'm speaking about, you know, if this is Noah's Ark, uh, the historical sciences have are, are have made some great mistake. Would wouldn't you agree with that? I mean, is it possible that the historical sciences could could be wrong about something? Uh, <laughs> that's okay. that's it's happened a lot. How? Right, yeah. right, right. Okay, it's possible. Right, but the, you have to demonstrate they actually have. Right. That's the problem. Right. Here's. All right, here's my narrative. Now, I'm, I may, by the way, before I said I mentioned the creation of science, I mentioned the mainstream science narrative. Well, which we're not is, really interested in narratives. I mean, anybody can make a narrative. It doesn't demonstrate anything. Well, if you're going to talk about the uh, origins of the ancient history, you're going to have to have some kind of narrative. Uh, now, here's the mainstream science narrative. 
you know, here's what this looked like the Ice Age, and there's cavemen, uh, the Ice Age, and then, of course, uh, man, his origins began on Earth as a hunter-gatherer. You, you, you know this, during the Ice Age of several million years ago. Okay, I don't get what this got to do with right, this the pottery. By the way, this Sulao created the antiquity of man that, that created the problems. Um, and then, of course, according to the mainstream narrative, after the Ice Age, you had the invention of uh, agriculture in the Fertile Crescent. Uh, you had cities and civilization that follow. You have, um, uh, they're supposed to be continuous. They're not. Uh, you have, therefore, the flood story of the, uh, the Bible must be uh, a Bronze Age myth. That's the standard word. And there's many, of course, many scientific problems with the worldwide flood. I, I think you understand this is the mainstream narrative, right? Okay, now let's go. I, to the I don't get what this has got to do with it, the, the. Yeah, for the sake of argument, I'm, I'm let's just, let's just move I'm, along. I'm just showing you yeah. what I'm presenting because you have to know what the standard well, narrative. There's, there's kind of. Okay, here's here's the creation science narrative that you've been addressing. For the last hundred years, it's been the only explanation of a worldwide flood. It's focused on 24-hour creation days. You know this. And therefore, young earth flood is used to explain fossils like the dinosaurs. It's mostly a fish killing flood. There's little or no evidence in the creation science knowledge about people who perished. And of course, they can't do what I'm doing, tracing the historical nations. In fact, mainstream science hasn't been able to do it. Uh, because the Mount Ararat sits on top of their evidence, the young earth evidence, then this can't, this has to be, according to them, a post-flood volcano. That's what uh, I've heard them say, and, yeah. And before, uh, like mm -hmm. Andrew Snelling, they have been the chief opponents of this uh, discovery. All right, now, here's my narrative. Uh, first of all, of course, it's new. Uh, according to me, there never was an ice age. Okay, I, I feel this yeah. is really Cre irrelevant yeah, to right. what we were discussing. Yeah, creation. Yeah. I don't know. It, it's and you're, you're kind of running off the rails from point yeah. one. Okay, well, right. I'll, I'll, you'll see why I'm having to present this. Uh, the geological evidence that's been presented as the ice age is actually the evidence of the flood. Uh, in fact, it was it was regarded by the geologists as the flood. This is your catastrophism, the diluvium. The American Journal of Science was based on diluvium um, uh, geology in which there was a worldwide flood. And whether it covered all the mountains, there was not complete agreement. Uh, now, according to my narrative, there was actually no rain during this period. There was a different type of water and uh, hydrological uh, cycle. Now, if you think about this as connected with the Ice Age, there was obviously something different in the Ice Age, whether uh, even if you don't agree with my narrative, but according to my narrative, human civilizations across the world perished in the flood. And so were these megafauna, these uh, mammoths, and you know, some of them, they disappeared only about, about the time of the flood, but on all continents, by the way. And, and I can trace historical na uh, nations from Mount Ararat. I've written a book on it. We can possibly confirm that this discovery is likely Noah's Ark if these migrations are ma imagined. If we can show that the historical nations came from this mountain, we can show this. Um, yeah, so so just to, just to lay down that. Well, 
Okay, yeah, this drought? has got nothing to do with it, but we know that... Yes, that it does. Of, it does. Um, you must listen we, if you want me to answer your question. I can give you, Philip, I can give you a little bit to wrap up, maybe in another 30 okay. seconds, okay. and then okay. we're actually you, you getting to the point where we usually... Philip, please. Philip, Philip, I'm yes. going to give you a chance uh, to answer his question. It's me, James. I'm going to give you a chance to answer his question. I just want to give you a heads up that we usually do go into the Q&A in this last 30 minutes. So I do have to ask if you're able to maybe just give a quick, succinct, like 30-second wrap-up. It goes very fast, okay? But but, but you look at what I'm saying here. But what's called most of the prehistoric civilizations uh, that have been explained as religious burials were actually from the drowning. Uh, the uh, prehistoric men from the Ice Age to the early Bronze Age, uh, the chronology, they're really kind of overlapping. They were not developed from archaeology uh, layers. They were developed from anthropology and projected on there. So mankind, I'm, I'm, I'm actually, uh, even though I'm an old earth, I'm, I'm showing that mankind has probably not been around more than about 6,000 years. Now, the, uh, I have a, more on the days of, you know, this is the complete thing. I'll skip over this. Uh, but I just want to mention that the Bible was unique in teaching about a world without man. Other literatures, even during Enlightenment, when they believe they, they could not conceive of the world without man. But the Bible has. OK, I, I is, hate to do this, this Philip, but we just heaven. we okay. have limited okay. time. And this is right. I hate we, to do we it. Finish with it. OK, but I, I just wanted to, to explain to you. I went to the defense of this because I saw the archaeology that was published in this report that was supposed to be uh, disconfirming it, and I saw it matching the pottery that was was leading from the ark, showing that the nations are really coming from this site. That's why I went to the defense of it, for, based on archaeological reasons, not uh, based on only what I actually from the evidence I actually saw. Now, that's so you fine. saw. Let me try to steal, man. You saw a photo of pottery that to yes. you from the photo looked like other pottery that confirms this hypothesis you'd been brewing about a, a mixture of standard science and young earth creationism with young humans and, and a global flood. What, what does young humans and global flood have to do with it? Well, that was what I was wondering during your presentation. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> And, and I must say, I must say, just quickly, um, we can tell from genetics from haplogroups. Um, haplogroup um, sort of uh, uh, L came from from Africa, not not from from thing. And and it's weird because you sort of mentioned in your introduction mitochondrial Eve, but mitochondrial Eve wasn't the Eve of the Bible. We know there were other women around at the time. That's just the female that all mitochondrial DNA leads to when you go backwards. Um, it's interesting because chromosome Y Adam is at a completely different time frame. So they're just words used to describe something. So we know that humans did not originate in Turkey. We know that humans originated in Africa due to genetic haplogroups and the way those haplogroups uh, diversify. Did, did you know no, that, know that the population match um, a mix of the genetic factors in reverse? Oh, I'm sorry. Well, I mean, that's what, what the science says about genetics, the, the way these... Yeah, the science very much doubts uh, the out-of-Africa hypothesis. <laughs> no, it doesn't. There are many new discoveries which put that right? in question. Well, well, you'll have to have to show me those one day, Otangelo, because I don't know any mainstream Yeah, I mean, I had it in my presentation, but I was cut off, so, yeah. 
this might be a good opportunity to go into the q a we want to say folks a couple of quick housekeeping things first our guests are linked in the description. If you'd like to hear more, you certainly can by clicking on their links below. Also, as mentioned, if you have been living in a cave on Mars with your fingers and your ears and you didn't know BateCon, our fourth in-person debate conference hosted by Modern Day Debate, is in Dallas, Texas on Saturday, November 4th and Sunday, November 5th. You don't want to miss it. Tickets. Well, on sale now, you can grab them down below in the description box. Also, there's a crowdfund. If you're listening from afar, you can help support the project as we have things like venue costs. And you can get, for example, a signed photo of your favorite speaker. You don't want to miss it. Check out that crowdfund linked in the description. And thanks for all your support on that. That crowdfund meter is shown on the right side of the screen in case you were wondering what that was. Now, for the Q&A, we want to move through these as fast as possible and also want to say thank you, folks. And most of all, thank you very much to our debaters for making this debate possible. 100% of the Super Chats for tonight's debate are going to go to Worldwide Orphans. We'll post the link for the donation receipt, and that way you can match up the amount for the Super Chats, and that way we have that full transparency for the donation. We always want to have that accountability. So, folks, feel free to email me if you want to see the full receipt for the donation. I'm happy to send that to whoever asks. But we're going to jump right into it right now. Otanio <laughs> says, just show me the ark. Otangelo, he said, not the one in Williamstown, Kentucky. That is fake. I don't know about this one. Where is Williamstown, Kentucky? Is that Are they talking about the ark encounter? Or is that something else? No, that's um, that's not in Kentucky. I think somebody yeah. built a replica, like a small replica or something. In wow, that's juicy. Well, okay, that's or is okay. that is wow. that the Ark Encounter? No, that is the Ark Encounter. I'm yeah, wrong. yeah. Is AIG is based okay. in Kentucky. I'm not sure it's Williamstown, but I can't see there being multiple arcs that close together. It is Williamstown. I didn't think it was. There's, okay. there's one on every corner. There's, but there is. You're yes. right, Mark. Okay. I read about it a while ago. A gentleman, I think he's like in Sweden. I think he's in Europe somewhere. Denmark or something? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah something like which, that. Yeah, I remember hearing about that too. Super interesting. So And that one actually wasn't made of concrete and floated, which was interesting. Wow. This one coming in front. Obviously it was a lot smaller. <laughs> Beamsy says for Ark, yes. One photo shows a spider wrap in one of the corners. Is it possible for spiders to live at that height? Survive in that coldness of temperature? For photograph, cave positioned much lower than four kilometers. Yes, I have actually investigated this, and there are spiders which live up to that uh, height. So yes, this is possible. Four kilometers. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll talk to farmers up there, and they have to have something to eat. You got it. This one coming in from. Do appreciate it. Beamsy strikes again, says for the arc side again. They say the guide leading the search slash mission is known to be very unreliable. Why did they hire him anyway? I don't know what this is about. Uh, Amit Artagral, uh, a.k.a. Parachute, the guy who uh, hired the villagers to build the sets and then brought the NAMI team to the sets. Uh, yeah, he's been caught on a number of different frauds. Wow. No, that, uh... Excuse me. None of you know this man. Uh, I know this man. I know uh, both sides of his family. He knows both sides of my family very well. Um, and uh, yeah, you're 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 just slandering the man. 
It's yeah, not so slander if it's true. Yes, where's the evidence? Yeah, but, this is just you. Yeah, but you're just yeah, taking slander and, and 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 quoting it as fact, and then you and then you're you're wanting to talk science. No, I would love to talk science, but we haven't done very much of that tonight. Every right. time no, we try we to approach science, we, we ask about falsification criteria, and you give this this long litany of random stuff. Mm-hmm. We, we we ask about uh, the pottery that you talked Citations about, and you go on pottery? a 10-minute slideshow and never actually I get to the pottery. Falsification. No, please. you didn't. No, you didn't. You said you, there was a number of criteria based around the pottery, and none, like yes. the pottery was basically... Yeah, well, can can we test that? Is that is that something that's yeah, testable? The, the archaeologists will be testing that. Okay, so when is that? And I think I think it was interesting that Ember's other questions was when are you actually going to publish this, considering you promised listen, to all listen, these times. Uh, did you hear me say that the government has not uh, given an archaeological per- permission for this anything on this mountain, and right. there's security is, reasons is... for that. But it's they, also but, interesting, considering I was just watching earlier today a team from New Zealand bragging about how they got authorization from the government and permits to dig at the Darupinar site. So the government is giving out permits to investigate supposed ARC sites. Yes. Uh, I think, that, yeah, that, that information, information a little old. Um, yeah, but actually, the, the government is getting interested in this, so... In fact, uh, that site, I credit that. I'm glad they did that because it brought, it, it showed how much interest there is in Noah's Ark and this mountain. And so that's 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 a big help. Uh, even, you know, they have, they, they, they. You got it. Let me check this out. Folks, let me know if my, uh, I got to plug this. The new microphone. So let me know if you can hear me. Let me know if this is an improvement. It's worse. Wow. Let me do what I can do here. You can hear me on the Yeti on the Yeti right now. So right now I'm using the Yeti. Is this mic? Can you hear me? Does it sound normal? Now you're stable. It doesn't sound like someone was telling me in the chat that it sounded as if I was uh, speaking over a loudspeaker from the 1940s. Doesn't sound like that? Uh, Philip, did you say yes? <laughs> Weird. Let me see. It is okay. I have no idea what's going on. Someone says it's good. Now they're saying, okay, thanks for your feedback, folks. I don't know. Uh, I'm so surprised. I just, anyway. Next question. Thanks very much for your question from Big Fang Flying Wayne says, Sick Gibbon murdered the, the arc with heat problem. Juicy. And Happy Clam says, if found, would he? Pilgrimage to the Ark helped Chud Logic with his sadness. He's down bad and could use a break from his prolonged goonsh? Goonsesh? I don't know. I hope he's doing all right. He will be at Debate Con, by the way, folks. Hates stairs. Huh? 
I can't hear you. One more time. That'll up his mood. Okay, sorry. I'm like, my my brain sometimes doesn't do a good job of like separating words. This one from Kate Stairs says, James Audio is like infrared with his high gain. Love you, modern day debate. I, it is true. When we started the debate, my audio was like, I don't know what happened. Thank you for this one from Meh. Mithridate six says, "Can Philip admit that he uh, is not that he's refusing to show the pottery, and that he why wouldn't he show them instead? Just want he he just went on a tangent. They it sounds like they want to see the pottery. Whoa." Okay, let me just fix this. What? One sec. It is. I'm sorry about this. No. I know. I know. I, I'm just saying they can't hear you. One sec. I just want to figure out. I don't know what it is. I don't know why the desktop audio all of a sudden vanished on me. I've never had that happen. Jeez Louise. Um... Bear with me. Sorry about this, guys. I have no idea what is going on. Let's see. So how do I... Let me just... I'm going to re-add it as an audio source. And pardon my interruption. In the meantime, folks, check out our guest linked down in the description box. I'm just adding in a new audio input, namely desktop audio. So let me look for that right now. Unplug it and plug it back in. Okay, now it's back. Can you say that again? Unplug it and plug it back in. I don't know what it is because the desktop audio is like basically I'm telling OBS to project my audio that I'm hearing from like Zoom. And I didn't even do anything that should affect it and it's back. So uh, thanks for your patience. Albert Hank, next question said, drop a dollar. Let's see. S for Loki Renarson says, I got so lost there in the end. If it was my audio, forgive me, friend. And I think that's it for the questions. So we do want to say, folks, if you have any last questions, quick, get them in. And just quick skim over the chat. We had one just come in now. They say, after show, locked and loaded. Oh, it's Dr. Dino. You're right. This is a different person than I thought, Mark and yeah. Ember. Sorry about that. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for that. Um, Dr. Dino, if I'm saying it right, they say after show locked and loaded, creationists, Christians, atheists, and etc. are all welcome. Open mic. Mark and Ember have the link. Good show, Boyos. I'm happy to put that in the description box. So Ooh, let me just throw I that in that. there right now. Uh, that's who it was. Okay, Ember, if you have it, let me know and I can add that into the description box for yeah, people to check that out grab it real quick here making me yeah. do work what's up with that <laughs> thanks for your uh thanks for doing that i uh we didn't share it in chat i although i think it's because the i don't i don't know if you if people can share links in the live chat i think youtube it's either youtube or our settings i don't know if we if people are able to but let me check 
Beamsy says on June, on the 15th of June, 2023, an archaeological expedition to examine the Ararat anomaly on the western summit at approximately 39 degrees 40 north, 44, etc. degrees, including artifact removal. Does anybody know um, what they mean? I, I don't know. It's not the site that I visited. You got it. There are the atheists. Was the Nami yeah, that's, that's been the most popular site for the Ark on uh, Mount Ararat is that in that where, where you mentioned, but it's not the site that I visited or that Nami reported. You got it. This one from Tap Team. Thanks for that feedback on the mic. I didn't mean to be peeking. So is uh he said your mic audio is great not serviceable might want to check it sometime i'll check that this one coming in from narrow the atheist said excellent job mark and ember you guys got a fan uh for your team there then Nair is awesome mm -hmm. yeah so want to say thanks folks for tuning in uh that is it for the questions that i've got here so i want to say thanks folks for tuning in we're going to let our guests rest for the rest of the night Want to say huge thank you, Otangelo, Philip, Mark, and Ember. It's been a true pleasure to have you guys tonight. Hell yeah. Glad to, so to have you back on the mic, James. Yeah. With that, and, I'm going to be back in yeah. just a moment, folks, with a post credit scene letting you know about upcoming debates. So stick around for that. And thanks for watching, folks. Stick around. I'll be back in about 20 seconds. And one last thank you to our speakers. Amazing. My dear friends, I want to say thanks so much for all of your support. Glad that you are here. And also want to say that was a fun debate. We do appreciate you, whether you be atheist, Christian, Muslim, you name it. We are glad that you were here at Modern Day Debate. We appreciate you hanging out with us. And we hope you feel welcome no matter what walk of life you are from. I'm going to let you know about a couple of upcoming things. So if you didn't see this already, as you can see at the bottom right of your screen, flipping it over to David Wood and Aaron Ra, we'll be debating. You don't want to miss this. It's going to be a fun one. That's a debate con coming up this November 4th. I'm really excited about this, you guys. These are a lot of fun, these conferences. I've got to tell you, I am absolutely thrilled to get to host this. And what I'm going to do is load up my camera right now because I know that I disappeared on you. Here I am. But I want to say thanks for your support, folks. I I've got to say, we've got so many people that support Modern Day Debate in so many ways. Uh, it wouldn't run with without it being a community effort, for real. Like, I'm just one guy sending out emails in the background. 
And the truth is there are just so many people that help modern day debate in all sorts of different ways. So we want to say thank you to them. And thank you for your donations via Super Chat tonight to Worldwide Orphans. We do a monthly charity stream here where a cause that's important to us Sometimes it's it's often as we've been doing worldwide orphans a lot, uh, but we've also given to save the children. These are nonpartisan charities that are helping people in poverty across the world. And in particular, as you can probably guess, worldwide orphans is in particular trying to help orphans. Um, oftentimes, they've maybe lost their families, like uh, their parents, maybe in warfare or whatever it might be. And this is an organization that says, "Hey, like we don't care what country you're from, what religion or lack of religion." No matter if you're just a person, we want to help you. In particular, they want to help orphans across the globe. So I want to say thank you guys for your support of that. Also, I've got to tell you, I am so excited to be here, you guys, because I haven't hosted a debate for like almost a month. Isn't that crazy? So thanks for uh, being patient as I work out all the tech stuff tonight. And like the audio. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Thank you for your feedback on that. I've got to tell you, if you can see at the bot or the far right of your screen, this is the GoFundMe meter for how much we've raised. And so our goal is a thousand dollars. And you might be thinking, like James, like, like so you can go on vacation? No, actually, these in-person events are really expensive. Now we're looking for ways that we can cut costs. So, for example, we're like, wow, well, it's like maybe, you know, because we put the speakers up for a night before they're speaking and then the night of they're speaking. So if they speak Saturday at 12 p.m., we give them a hotel night. Uh, if they're an out-of-towner, uh, where, you know, they'll come in, they'll fly in on Friday night and we cover their flight. And then we'll put them up for a night, Friday night at the hotel. And for us, it's really important. Uh, we want them to feel comfortable and be well rested for their talk. So we don't want them to have to fly at five in the morning or something. And the thing is, it's important to us. And those costs add up. So the crowdfund, which I highly encourage you, if you haven't checked it out, check out the crowdfund. It's linked in the description box. And this is where you can sign up for cool perks, like a signed photo of your favorite speaker, or it could be a signed emblem page from the event where it's signed by all the debaters for that day. So for example, it'd be like Destiny for the political debates day, as well as like Todd Logic and Leo and Sean Fitzgerald, actual justice warrior. So that's like, those are cool things. It's also, if you're like, wow, I was like, I don't know if I can give it, you know, at one of those tiers, but, you know, maybe I just give like a couple of bucks because I'm like, hey, I just like the channel. Thanks for, you know, putting these on because it's fun to watch. That means more than, you know, so I want to say for real, we really do appreciate that. And the last conference, I'm going to be totally honest with you guys. We actually are still not quite, I think I've got to do the math, but last time I checked, we were not, uh, in the in the black or in the green whatever you want to call it in terms of total revenue so in other words tickets sold the crowdfund and then youtube revenue that's how we cover these conferences so like these are not they're not really making money it's more just about it's a fun time debaters we're kind of building relationships we're also expanding the modern day debate brand as we want to be YouTube's premier debate channel, as we have the vision of providing a neutral platform so that everybody can make their case on a level playing field. No matter who, whether they be atheists, whether they be Christians, Muslims, we want to give them a fair shot. 
whether they be politically left, politically right, libertarian, in the middle, whatever. We want to give everybody their fair chance to make their case. And when we do these conferences, though, yeah, it's, I think sometimes people are like, oh, it's like, it must be raking in the money. It's like, no, the reason we do a crowdfund is it's a safety net because it's actually pretty tough to break even. So our first conference, I still don't know if we've broken even on that one. Because, you know, the cool thing is, like, you can have a debate that still brings in revenue, like, months later. So that's one cool thing that is, like, protective for us, like, where it's like, okay, well, you know, eventually we'll, we'll have that revenue come back. But sometimes it's like, whoa, I got to be honest, the last conference, it was like, holy moly, our expenses were huge. Our ticket sales, frankly, I think our ticket prices weren't priced right. That was my fault. Uh, but yeah, so we're still making up for that one. And so that's why we do those crowdfunds is that any excess that we have, whether it be through ticket sales or the crowdfund, we want to put it toward the next conference, such as getting bigger names, bigger guests for Modern Day Debate to continue growing. So I want to say thank you guys for all of your support, though. If you are in the Texas area, are you from to Actually, let me know in chat. I, I actually get a kick out of this when I'm in other live streams and they do it. Let me know where you're from. Like, what city are you from? I'm in Fort Collins. I'm going to type that in the chat right now. I'm in Fort Collins, uh, Colorado. In case you didn't know, that's where that is. Is I'm in Fort Collins, Colorado. And let me know in the chat where you guys are watching from. I'm wondering. I'm like, we've got a couple people, couple hundred people watching, 244. If you're in... Texas, let me know. Is anybody like who's watching right now in Texas? I would think like um, if each state is equally represented and there are 250 people watching, I mean, of course, you've got a global audience. So some people are watching from Europe right now, but uh, in, in Australia, especially Europeans are mostly asleep by now. But uh, if we had roughly, let's say we had 200 of our uh, people viewing right now are from the United States. And then that would mean about four on average from Texas. But Texas has a bigger population than average. So it's got more than its fair share of uh, viewership in terms of U.S. citizens. So it would be a bigger proportion of that 200. So it's probably more like, I would guess there are probably like six or seven people watching right now during this live stream that are in, in Texas. So uh, if you are. So you've got Ramilius, thanks for sharing, and said, I'm all the way in Sydney, Australia. Wow. Renulius. Sorry, I said that wrong the first time. Thanks for letting me know that. And Chase in Texas. What do you know? The, even in the username, Chase is in Texas and says they're in Nabika. Well, thanks for watching from Texas, Chase. And we have Happy Clams from New York City. And then Sim Life from New York, as well as a C. Rhode Island. Christopher Fisher, glad to have you here. Myth, Mithridates, six, from Salem, Massachusetts. I had a friend, Dr. Becca Brizois from Salem, Massachusetts. I don't know if you'd know her, uh, but yeah, she's uh, in the same program I'm in. She's awesome. And then Yahooligan says, Niagara Falls, beautiful area. Canada or U.S.? I can't remember. Is there a city that, do each of them have, have a city called Niagara Falls? I don't know. Uh, let's see. New Mexico from Space Miner from New Mexico. Captain Lasseri from Finland. Wow. Thanks for staying up late with us. And let's see. Colton said, just bought two tickets, live 10 minutes away. Wow. Now that's awesome. 
Thanks for buying. We are excited. It's going to be so much fun for real. I love these guys. I'll, I'll obviously be there. Ryan will also be there. And the speakers who, oh, I should show you guys. I haven't shown, I haven't done a good job of showing you guys these epic posters. So let me show you this really quick. And then I promise I'm going to come right back because I know more people told me where they're watching from. And I'm pumped to hear where you guys are from. So poster one. And this is, I just love these posters. Tapazzle, I want to give them full credit. These are not made by me. Uh, if they were, I mean, it would not be as creative and it just wouldn't have as good of a layout. Uh, if there's ever any like editing where it looks a little bit funny, well, then that is because it was made by me. But the original idea or like the original poster came from Tapazzle. And, you know, look at this beautiful poster. Hold on, I'm going to pull it in right now. So I just love, it just looks great. So this is our DebateCon 4 uh, Religion Debates Day. And that's on Saturday.
Okay, now, oh gosh, now it's cranked. Now, okay, you can hear me now. That's so funny. I was behind on the chat because I was trying to see where you guys. Thank you for your, your heads up. Because I was trying to see, I was looking back at your old cities. But yeah, long story short. Now, oh gosh, there it goes. It does sound a little funny. Let me try this. You can hear me now. That's so funny. Now, oh, hopefully, we don't have the echo. Uh, let's see. So basically what I want to tell you guys, <laughs> uh, basically for the last like five minutes, I was reading through all the different locations. So as an example, I was saying, you know, like, where if I saw someone was saying, you know, like I'm from Nobbycock, Texas. I was saying like, oh, hey, so-and-so from Nobbycock, Texas. Thanks for tuning in. Like, we're glad you're here. And I was, so I was basically saying everybody's name and where they're from. So I want to say thank you guys for your support though. Let me put it in the second poster. Man, what a rookie mistake. I, you know what? Hmm. I haven't had OBS set up in so long. Usually it's so good that it's just like, but yeah, we're going to, we're all right. We're going to make it. So what do you guys think? Do you guys are you guys feeling optimistic about the economy? Oh, let's see. I'm gonna put the link to the after show in. Oh, I'm tired. Oh, you guys are gonna tell you something. Oh wait, you guys, I have to show you this. Let me show you this. Manifold. I'm pumped. I can show you this. Okay. Okay, so there are so many things in terms of like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Okay. You guys, this is cool. Let me show you what is cool. So one, I'm going to pull in, did I put the after show in? I think I forgot. <laughs> oh, man, it's been a long day. Okay. I've, uh, so I have to put the after show in for, by the way, I'm like, all right, Ember. I like, I'm putting an after show in for a guy. I don't think I've ever talked to, but Hey, but Ember, you know, uh, and, uh, Dapper or no, is it, it's Dino, Dr. Dino, uh, whoever you are, we hope you're well. And so, oh, I did put it in. Oh gosh, man. It's like I'm on drugs, but I'm not. So let me show you this in OBS. So manifold. Oh based as the kids say oh this is the intro screen that's weird all right whatever so i want to show you this because you might be thinking like i want to show you i want to call your attention to if you look into the description box what you will see is a link for something called manifold so manifold is basically a fun, like it's not real gambling. There's no real money. So some of you guys, if you're worried, chill out. It's not a big deal. What this is, is it's just a for fun, Manifold is a for fun prediction website where you're predicting. And I highly encourage you, Modern Day Debate is being sponsored by Manifold for DebateCon 4. In particular, I'm going to write this down on a post-it note to share all this stuff every night because there's just so much stuff. 
if you go down into the, into the description box, it's like the fourth link where it says the charity watchdog. No, no. <sighs> yeah. It's the one, two, three. It's the third link in the description box. So go ahead into the description box is that you can go on and vote for all of the debates that will be at DebateCon, who you think will be more persuasive. So the way that it'll be determined is on the day of, we're going to have the in-person audience put up their hands. Another reason to go and be an in-person audience member at DebateCon is because you can then vote with your just putting slipping your hand up and yeah it's easy so you can just sign up it's cool that you can sign up through so many ways so it recognized that i'm logged in with modern day debate but let's say i was like well i just want to sign up let me see how i would do this let me see how i sign up if it doesn't recognize it's me but long story short it's just play money uh, you get assigned a certain amount of play money when you start on the website, and then you can use it to vote whatever way you want to. And if you win, like if you correctly predict things, then the cool thing is that you will then. Let me try to do this. I'm going to see if I can sign in with like other Google accounts that I can then like vote on. Okay, so is if i make a bet i'm gonna actually see this but yeah i do want you guys to check this out you get mana that's what it's called that's the play money that they call it there so is that i highly encourage you you can go and it, it takes like two seconds to create an account like you know how you can sign in like automatically with a google account that you already have so you don't even have to like fill in the information, which is why it's awesome. Like these guys are doing a fantastic job. Is that you don't have to go through the uh, kind of the just like oh gosh, like we got to enter in all this, all this information. I wouldn't like that. So I like that manifold is awesome, and that you can just jump in using an old Google account, and voila. So. I'm tired. So yeah, it's not an actual gambling website. Ooh. It is just play money called Mana. So highly encourage you guys check this out. It's a lot of fun. And uh, you guys, I think you get a kick out of it. If you enjoy these types of things. Um, then hey, what are you waiting for? You can go vote. Uh, I'm going to put up other... Uh, debates as well so all of the political debates will have a vote where you'll be able to vote like who you thought was most persuasive in all the political debates at debate con and not only that but also i'm going to put up uh yeah yeah so all the political ones and then this one for matt and andrew that debate is another one so thanks to your kind words the the Keggy says, congrats on 125,000 subscribers. Thank you. Seriously, I appreciate that. And then 
Peggy says, why not just do polls in YouTube chat? That's a good question. Uh, the reason is the in-person audience is static. And what I mean by that, it's like the same audience as the start of the debate, and it's the same audience at the end. So in other words, it's like a control. There's a little bit more control uh, versus if I do a poll or like, you know, people at the start of the live stream, because we're going to do a poll at the beginning and the end saying, which side do you lean on at the start and then at the end? And if people switched or like started leading one way more than the other, that'll be how we determine it. But that's something that we wouldn't be able to do in live chat because people are popping into the live chat, you know, like 25% or 50% of the way through the debate, stuff like that. So let's see, Happy Clam says, have you considered dual streaming to kick? Uh, I would, except the only challenge is that uh, restream. I haven't; they don't offer it for Kick, so I'm not. I got nothing against Kick. Uh, I'd be happy to stream there, especially if it's free. Uh, and I, if I, you know, basically, like the cool thing about this right now is on Modern Day Debate, um, it's set up so that we're streaming to Twitch right now too, and that's without me having to do anything. I just, you know, once I start streaming on OBS. You know, it just starts going and it just sends it to both YouTube and Twitch. And I don't have to do anything. I just didn't restream. I had to make sure I had both of them selected. That's it. So, but I want to say thank you guys for all of your support. And uh, you guys, it's a lot of fun. So thank you guys for all your support. You guys make this a blast. We're excited about the future, you guys. We uh, we probably will hit 125,000 or 126,000 subscribers tomorrow. So if you haven't yet, hit that subscribe button. As we are excited about the future, we're five, or no joke, we're five subscribers away from 126,000. So if you're one of the five right now, uh, you might actually see it when you refresh the page, say 126,000 if you haven't already subscribed. So we appreciate that. Uh, that's exciting, though. We, we have big goals for the future. We're excited about the future. We're planning on being, we're doing big things. So thank you guys. I love you guys. You guys make this fun. Um, you guys have been just super supportive and I appreciate that. And so we're excited that, yeah, it's crazy that modern day debate has grown this much and we're excited about the future as we are going to keep on pushing forward and, and improving things and figuring things out, learning and making these better. So thanks guys. I love you guys. Keep sifting out the reasonable from the unreasonable. And we will see you guys next time. We have a debate this Friday. You don't want to miss it. We'll see you there. It's whether or not the fossil record supports evolution. You don't want to miss it, folks. If you enjoyed this topic, I have a feeling you're going to enjoy that one as well. So do be sure that you check it out. Ooh, check it out. You guys, have you noticed that during like on screen, as people have been signing up for Manifold and voting for the Matt Dillahunty versus Andrew Wilson debate, uh, it's been updating like on the actual like live stream video footage where now it says 84% chance. So it's been changing as people have been creating accounts. So. That's really cool. But yeah, we're so close. Let me see. Are we any closer to anybody? Let's see. I want to say thank you guys for your support. I'm going to I'm gonna get some rest. I'm pretty tired, but I love you guys. Thanks for everything. Keep sifting out the reasonable from the unreasonable, and we'll see. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. 
head to Hero.co to shop today.